Welcome back to the Overload Podcast, a show about new games, old games, and the latest week of news, but everything in between. My name is Harry Mitchell. I'm joined by Danielle Partis. Hello, Harry. And Jordan Midler. Mixing it up. Keeping us on our toes. Keeping it fresh. I like to just make it absolutely radical every Mm. now and then. Um, Jordan, you're due for a flight on you. you? Uh, Yes. Um, Where are you going? Tomorrow, I don't know if I can actually, well, I can say I'm going to, I'm flying from Glasgow to London, and then several hours later, I'm flying from London to Denmark, and then getting a, because, I don't know, if, people might not know this if they don't know uh, Europe, but I'm a European expert, so um, <laughs> Denmark and Sweden are close to each other, you see, um, and they've got a big bridge connecting the two, um, which was the subject of the Scandinavian drama, The Bridge. So um, you fly into De- you fly into Denmark and Copenhagen, then you just get a big car over to Sweden, and I'm going to do some some games things. So we'll see. I'm going to make a game. Break an embargo. Why not? Fuck it. It's Finally. for the new Amy Hennig Henrik Larsson game. That's why it's in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking go with the 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 clawed tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. um. Great. Well, that's exciting stuff. So we're recording my, a little first, my first flight since March 2020. I, oh, I, I thought you were going to say, like, this is my first flight since 2004. I thought that there was oh, no. a big gap no, coming no, no. there. No, nah, I was that. fucking, I was gallivanting. Back, back in back in pre-apocalypse times, I was, like, flying down to London, like, fucking yeah. 20 he times went, a year. Uh, he, he caught the fucking, the, the coronavirus and the one that was the one that spread it. March 2020, <laughs> you say? <laughs> No, no. Mm, I was fucking, I was fucking in New York and then I was suddenly shut down. Just chomping on bats' heads. Literally, we were at the airport going to New York and like when and we're having conversations like, oh yeah, that seems like it's getting quite bad. Like I wonder what's gonna happen. And then about mm. fifteen seconds later I was I had a big mouthful of Pepsi and my pal made a joke that made me laugh so hard that I literally showered them in my spit and Pepsi <laughs> just fucking spat take all over their face. And, was, and we still never got it, so I mean <laughs> that's Is how COVID real? was born. Yeah. Also, the <laughs> we were like, should we get masks for the plane? So I asked my dad, and he got us painters masks that had we worn on the plane in a depressurized situation, we would have collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> Legend. <laughs> Natural <Okay>. highs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, amazing. Well, that'll be exciting. So recording a little early, but there's still plenty of news to get through. But before that, we get through a bunch of news. But before that, I'm going to ask Danny how Danny is. I'm all right. I'm also going somewhere tomorrow, somewhere exotic, beginning with S. Um, the Some the bitches. City of Steel, they call it. That's that's two S's. Uh, and I'm going to Sheffield for an event. It's not as cool as what Jordan's doing, but mm. that's why we're City recording early. We're, we're busy. We're steel. journalists down the mines. You're going to hang out with Youngblood? Getting the scoops. Yeah, I would, you know. I bet it's a laugh. Oh, God, he looks like a prick. I, I, like, <laughs> I like to look at uh, fellow, fellow Sheffieldian Ollie Sykes is a, is a good bloke. Um, but Ollie Sykes and, and Youngblood are basically... They've got the same vibe. What's the difference no, in your head No, because bring me, bring me put out, like, very good tunes. Youngblood's music is used to like torture people like i couldn't i couldn't <laughs> tell you one young blood song 
Mate, um, the funeral slaps. But I know, banger, to be fair. I know exactly what they sound like, and also his TikToks are so fucking annoying. It's like, have you ever felt bullied? Have you ever felt like you might not be in in the group? Then like, don't worry, just be an outcast and paint your nails. Also, he's a pure Tory. He went to like a pure private school for acting or whatever, and now he's like, oh, I'm, I'm grunge, mate. I'm fucking Kurt Cobain shotgun over here. <laughs> his real name's Clarence. It is Clarence. Clarence. His parents got a real good marriage. Clarence Youngblood. Clarence Youngbloodington. Um, right, great. That's the Youngblood slander out. What are you doing in Sheffield? <laughs> uh, going to an event, mate. Oh, is this the fucking thing you were like on Twitter being like, Sadie can't go into this? I don't know anyone. <laughs> I have no idea who's going, but like sometimes those are the best events. You get there and there's like someone you haven't seen for years and you know you form an alliance and start a company. Mm. Some shite. Uh, or it'll be boring as fuck. Anyway... Go to Wagamama's, mate. It can't be boring. I fucking love a waggers. That's fair. I'm going to stay here in my flat. Doing nothing else. Uh, Playing video games. Um, Jordan, I don't think you even play much this week. Do you want want me to start? Uh, I can can start and end pretty quickly. I've basically just been um, in my my time between... uh, Like, work, I've not really been playing stuff because there's nothing to review. There's no... I'm caught up in everything. Well, I'm not caught up in everything. I'd like to play more Weird West, but I'm just in one of those moods where it's like, okay, I have time to play games and can't be arsed playing anything. So I'm mm-hmm. just kind of vibing. So no games. No games. No games. No FIFA? No games. Oh, always but- FIFA, but that's, that's barely a game. I was like, I put Dead by Daylight every single week on this podcast. So yeah. It's like, that doesn't really <laughs> count. Unless something special happens, that doesn't count. Um, played that so fucking much last night. Uh but no, I I have been playing more Weird West. Last time on the podcast, I was like in the kind of tutorial first area and I'm getting properly into the game and I'm still absolutely loving it. I'm having a great, lovely time. It's like, I just, and it, I think this is maybe the year of like traditional, well-loved games doing open world in a weird way because I think having Arcane in this more open format where you can kind of go anywhere and things crop up and they still have that immersive sim vibe is very nice so i'm very enjoying going around doing little quests and sure like having these uh these encounters lead to other things to other things like for example i ran i bought if you move around the map there's like a fog of war thing that happens like all maps do uh but then these these locations will crop up as you travel from one a to b there'll be like a c in the middle they'll go oh there's this random town here do you want to stop by and i go all right there's like a little farm here and there's a side quest where these guys essentially are like, get the fuck out, you don't belong here, leave now. And like, their brother like, like took me to the side and was like, by the way, you can help, if you help us out with this thing, I'll be great actually. And then like, you know, I'll get my brother off your back. Go and do that. Fast forward like two hours. Um, and like, that farm is part of a main quest line. They go, you have to go to this thing and get this this thing. And it seems like the the tension in that quest line is like oh but the brother is gonna try and shoot you if you go in but because i'd already done that i had an re- existing relationship with that location those people they let me just walk in and just i could to take it and then leave and because i'd done that i felt like oh i've like actually lived in this world and done this thing and that had led to you know these events that was like why most systems like that are really cool um and i'm exploring more games like it to do stuff like that that's really fun um it's still a little janky. Like I don't, I, I'm just not the the shooting and, and the action is like never feels totally seamless. Always feels a little bit awkward. Yeah. Um, 
and I think I, I read that that story, or maybe it was like a video about like how it, it took them like six months of development hell to get the shooting right. And I respect what they're trying to do, like the way the shooting works, and they've got this like this aim line that is blocked by certain obstacles, so you can clearly see what's going to hit, what's not going to hit. But like the actual movement of it is a little bit odd, um, and and shooting between weapons is a little bit strange. But all that the, the functionality of it all, and still the, the the UI and the visuals of it, I'm really really enjoying. Um. Did any of you get a chance to play more of it? Not yet, no. It's on the list, but it's just kind of sat there waiting for me to have like an actual night to put into it. On list. Fair on enough. list. Um, I've also played uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. I played oh. a lot of that last night, um, which I'm enjoying. It's really nice. Like, uh, It's made for me because it's like, uh, it's a nice environmental cruel thing but also is very matrixy in the way that it's like it's this kind of digital and spiritual underworld you know you've got the fucking payphones you're delivering spirits to that i think is really cool and you know jordan you talked about it more in the review your previous episodes so i recommend listening to his full thing um but it's nice the city's nice to wander around i especially like that you can zip up to like i won't explain this max but essentially you can easily zip up to the top of skyscrapers really easily so the top of the city is just as navigatable as the bottom of the city, which I really like. Um, whereas mm. a lot of it is like kind of is kind of it's, a lot of it is shut off by this like this fog that that kills you. So like on the one hand, it feels quite like limiting because like oh you just you can go on these set of streets look um, and nothing else. But like combined with the fact that there's like a second layer of it on the top is very nice. And I'm getting into the side quests. You know, it's just like. There's ghosts everywhere that have scores to settle, and it's your quest to do that stuff, and that's like cool. I think the story is neat. Um, the actual kind of uh, mechanics of the fighting is like fine. It's like very, very simple, and like it's exploring into more powerful things. But like it's kind of basic how that works. Um, but the vibes and the the I think the the themes and what it's trying to do I think is really cool, and I'm and it's it's definitely fun to play and explore. Nice. Uh, Danny, what have you been playing this week? Hi. Um, I played a lot more Baldur's Gate 3. I think I mentioned it yesterday, yesterday, last week, on the pod, but right at the fucking end because I'd forgotten that I played it at all. And I'm having a really nice time with that. It's just... It's basically Divinity Original Sin 2. It's a very similar design. It's made by Larian, but it's got D&D rules. So everything's a little bit more spicy because you're doing rolls on certain elements of gameplay, etc. But I'm having a having a nice time going through that and also i've been playing maybe the ultimate game of role playing <laughs> dungeons and dragons the real with, role play with None my friend video game stuff harold mitchell harold the tell Mitch us about Hazard. your D game we've got a lot of fucking nerds listening to this yeah i mean i i, I dm'd for the first time last weekend that was really fun um because our usual dm a homologic friend of the show patron of the show um vip patron of the show indeed um, usually runs our games and he's very experienced um, but I decided to take over and do like a, a one shot which for those that don't know about D&D it's usually like a campaign is like you build the world and you kind of run through it step by step and like this overarching storyline a one shot essentially you get a character and it's only one or maybe two or three sessions and then it finishes and that's it um, so I had a lot of fun making this like murder it's like kind of mystery scooby-doo spooky ghost hunting thing which kind of gave players like stuff to investigate 
stuff to kill and it was very long and it was stressful as fuck to keep a hold or anything but i had a lot of fun so i'm excited to do more of that later on mm. do you have fun danny it was it was pretty good and it was longer than our usual sessions but i think it was quite short and compact for what it was basically harry just sent us into a big house to investigate some ghosts and then it had a really cool ending just some woman mm-hmm. going mad in her basement and it was uh it was pretty good yeah, it's nice to build little stories and do big twist reveals and still throw a bunch of spooky monsters at you, like mm. gargoyles and ghosts and all that kind of stuff. I'd love to see what Jordan rolls in a D&D game. I've played D&D. I know, he, but, he, he's, but the thing is, Jordan plays best with eight dark fruit ciders. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 12, thank you, by the end of it. Sorry, um, sorry, the, sorry. Uh, the, the, the game we played, because three out of the four... Um, 97 but well it was the 97 bills plus john so the, the four out of the five of us are big like youth theater nerds so it quickly mm-hmm. stopped being D and just became this like improv show which, yeah, yeah. Um, which we enjoyed um but i do like the, i do like the mechanics um and like the kind of i don't i'm i'm not sure that the the way we were playing it like what rule set that was or whatever but the the kind of the the character aspect of it is good fun mm-hmm. i yeah. kind of believe you play it fucking weekly it was a herculean effort for us all for the five of us to have a one time to do it together in person oh yeah since then drotch has moved back to fucking hungry so the the odds of us doing it again are slim but we are definitely in the tiny tiny minority that managed it weekly everyone every single person that i know that dms or does dnd does it like maybe monthly Mm. at that and that's like a massive effort to find a specific time slot the fact that we do it like every weekend is mad yeah we didn't even shoot for weekly did we it was like a you know we'll get to it when we get to it it just became weekly because everyone was just fucking having so much fun but it's so much it's so satisfying doing that though being able to have that rolling thing um mm-hmm. and like getting so much more done it just makes it makes like character stuff more satisfying because you're with people for so for like, we've now been with these characters for months and months mm-hmm. and like it's, it means that our, our dm can like drip feed things while still keeping a bunch of stuff like we're fighting a bunch of fucking snakes right now um not on twitter i'm talking about in the game um <laughs> but yeah dungeon dragons is a good game uh, I would recommend it, uh, and I think yeah, I will. I'm, I'm building a slowly this my own full campaign. Uh, emphasis on slowly uh, that with uh, a, a lot of new different folks. So we'll see how that goes. Updates on that further on. Uh, more than that, I think next week I'd like to play a bit more. I'll keep playing Weird West because I can't stop. I'd like to play a bit more Ghostwire Tokyo and then get back to Norco because I keep seeing more people talk about Norco. I need to get more into it. Hmm. Um, would you like to get? into the news uh crazy taxi jessa radio sega seems to be green new reboots <laughs> no, I no, don't jordan, need no i jordan. don't fucking need be here for this no jordan no come back jessa radio oh. uh I I crazy taxi remember crazy taxi it's like <laughs> i played the fucking arcade crazy taxi about a month ago and i was bored shitless so no on uh, go. I, I don't know i don't know why you want to reboot crazy taxi i'm, I'm, I'm sorry Danny, you can change my mind about this but like was there anything that's like that could be modern and fun about Crazy Taxi? Well, it could be bigger. What? What do you mean bigger? Isn't that just GTA? <laughs> well, like Crazy Taxi was was a, a great in that it was just this isolated arcade experience. You had this little wee fucking map, and you picked up the same people over and over again. The concept of it was to, you know, beat your fucking score, do better each time. Um, and I think there's a cool scope for like a bigger Crazy Taxi with more places to to memorize because like i've i've played a lot of crazy taxi and i know fucking everywhere by heart like driving about and stuff so i think i'd like a 
a much bigger one. And also, like, it looks like shit now. If we're not getting a remaster, let's just have a new one. Yeah, what was the, what was the the, the terrible one you reviewed? Was that like a, a remaster? Or was it like taxi a chaos. Taxi that chaos. That a special taxi success. Fucking hell, that was like um, the balance of taxi games. They put they put Crazy Taxi back out on PS3 that was cleaned up a wee bit, but it wasn't like properly like remastered or whatever. Crazy Taxi is a is is a fucking concept for a game that is so thin that it barely covers the the 50p you put in the machine. There's no reason for Sega to do this. They're clowns. Uh, it has a lot of name recognition, I guess, but like I also don't know. Does it though? Can... Does it though? I like not. Taxi. People don't, have played don't it, but they don't ask fucking taxi. games journalists because they don't know what normal people recognize anymore. Nah, normally cunts know like they know about Crazy Taxi. Um, I think it's older than like, you. Aye, but there were like always, but there were also actually there were also loads of like browser reboots of it, like Crazy Taxi. There were hundreds of Crazy Taxi games mm, online. Right. So like. I, my if you asked Dixie D'Amelio what Crazy Taxi is, she would not know. So that's, that's really what these companies <laughs> like need to Uber? be asking themselves. <laughs> like Lyft? Uh, <laughs> nah, yeah, my generation would have played the browser like Flash games or versions of Crazy Taxi. Um, but, and, but I don't know why the hell a, a new version would be any fun. Jessica Radio is the other half of it, which like definitely has more potential. But like we've been hearing about Jessica Radio reboots potentials for ages. They've been like clearly wanting to do something like that but mm. it's it's they've had a bad history with it and now that um uh team reptile are doing bomb rush cyberfunk which seems to be like a better seemingly version of it with like the original like composer mm. i don't know how they're going to rescue it from that but um like then again with jessup radio using the actual jessup radio character and things is nice and fun but like jessup radio has a history of being very janky uh flawed games but they just have a very good kind of vibe and mythology around it um but that one has a potential but crazy taxi i don't fucking know i don't fucking know um daniel buy 50 copies when it comes out hi okay. no she won't she'll fucking odds world it she'll just a little bit six <laughs> months later and she'll be like i never i'm the it. biggest crazy no, taxi no, fan in the fucking world <laughs> and just fucking not play it it's all for twitter it's all a lie hi uh so th- th- that Sony Kojima stuff. I missed the end half of that. Um, because when it, when it was happening, it was like, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, PlayStation Studios had Death Stranding on the site in a certain way, which led to be like, is are they gonna announce that it's gonna be a Kojima buyout, or an acquisition, and then it turns out even more clues are going towards it, and then it turns out not to be. What what happened? So essentially, the PlayStation Studios website kind of updated a banner. And every game on the banner was a Sony first party like studio that they owned, apart from Death Stranding, which they do own the IP of, but they don't own Kojima Productions. So people were like, the last time this happened, blue they leaked a blue point banner and then they acquired them. So people were like, Is mm. this it? Is this what is this what leads to the Kojima acquisition? And then Kojima being the absolute mad lad he is just tweeted it the next day with no context. I know, and, he just tweeted the banner, <laughs> like, yeah. silently. It was always like, confirmation. So is that it then? And then, like, an hour later, he was like, oh, no, what would you... Oh, don't be daft, don't be so presumptuous. No, I'm still <laughs> saying independent. Absolutely um, gaslit. Yeah, so... I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like... Kojima... My whole thing is that Kojima is clearly winding down doing game stuff and wants to do film and tv while he's still like moderately young because the guy's like fucking 50 or whatever so he's not gonna be doing this forever 
and Sony has all the infrastructure to let him do that and all he needs to do is be the figurehead for Kojima Studios while they get on with actually making the game so mm-hmm. I think this will I think this has a likelihood of happening um I think also similarly think the From Software one has a likelihood of happening um I think people talking about Konami why would the fuck why would outside of the Metal Gear IP why the fuck would Sony even want Konami Konami <laughs> fucking what I'm, I'm I'm struggling to think eFootball um I fucking love eFootball mate yeah so I don't know Kojima being Kojima people are people are very on edge about acquisitions these days I fucking can't tweet a joke without it being on reset <laughs> era with people being like why are these you fucking love fucking it you're doing that on purpose I know you are <laughs> I, at one point I was but this time I actually caught me off guard because when Jeff Keighley tweeted like oh here we go or whatever and I, I retweeted it with a wee the metal gear like the blue oh, um within like three minutes it got posted and it was like well that's it that's confirmation and it's like mate i fucking post about fucking haze i'm just a fucking all the time you never post that <laughs> don't see the fuck, fucking i'm just a guy i'm just, just a, a little, little guy. guy i'm just a little birthday just... boy <laughs> <laughs> um that tweet was really made for me that fucking tweet christ mm. uh, i think you're, you're right about like sony being a nice uh, uh, vessel for film and tv stuff so that seems like a nice idea but i don't know like i think kojima likes the idea of being an independent studio um yeah his name carries so much weight that he doesn't need it and he's got the backing from sony anyway so it just kind of is what it is maybe he might want it he might want it danny yeah i think the thing he will want is to be able to be like kojima productions can exist in a game space without me looking over it if it's Mm -hmm. with sony like they can just look after that while i'm like pillaging the sony coffers for film stuff um <laughs> whereas getting film stuff off the ground just as kojima productions That's would right. be mm. take way fucking harder so anyway new star wars game hi new star wars game indeed amy hennig game di- creative director and writer of multiple uncharted games originally from naughty dog um who was originally from naughty cre- dog <laughs> sorry sorry what? carry on she was what? born in Naughty Dog, raised in Naughty Dog. <laughs> Originally, hometown of Naughty Dog, which it sounds like honestly it could be. It sounds like a U.S. town in like fucking Tennessee somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were working with Visceral Games before because that like that's that that EA like Visceral Games Star Wars thing that almost happened and didn't happen. If I am I right about that? And yeah, Project, Project Ragtag, the 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 like not Han Solo-ish, but the Uncharted Star Wars game, the, the 50th Uncharted Star Wars game that we're doing then gets cancelled. Mm. Um, and they seem to be back on a new Star Wars game. What do we think? Oh, it just everyone's doing a fucking Star Wars game at the minute that I've lost all interest oh, in Star Wars games. Like the IP's just up for grabs and everyone's having a fucking snap at it. And some I might be good. I don't fuck about Quantic Dream though. Uncharted, lad. Yeah, true. Yeah. Sorry, go on. I am um, f- extremely tentatively excited about this because mm. Star Wars Uncharted is such a fucking slam dunk and Amy, I love Amy Hennig's stuff, her writing style is so good and it feels like she's been trying to make a game since fucking Obama was president so I just want this to happen. I do think like there's too many Star Wars games going on now, there's like 13 Star Wars games announced at the minute. Mm. Um, it can fucking cancel Eclipse, fuck Quantic Dream. Um... <laughs> But between that and like the respawn games and Amy Hennig's also it's not Star Wars, but Amy Hennig's also working on a Marvel game with Disney. And it's, it's just 
Disney's fucking game output there now is insane. Like all the Insomniac stuff, like the the kind of mid crystal dynamic shit, and then all the stuff in the future. Like it's yeah, it's kind of crazy to see. Um, this is the kind of thing we won't see for two or three or four years or whatever. But it's cool. It's it's a good announcement, especially when Amy Hennig had two Star Wars projects absolutely shagged. So I want to see one happen. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting because Fallen Order isn't that far off an Uncharted style of game. Yeah, like the respawn thing, like it's like you know single player, third person, like going through this like more fixed narrow story, like it's a little bit openy, but it's pretty, it's not too dissimilar. So I'm interested to see how if it's gonna be more narrative or uh, like that, and how what that might look like. Um, but you know, she's she's got a lot of cool creds, um, and that is quite exciting. But one of the things that yeah we will find out in many years what that might even shape to be like when is fucking respawn gonna announce its fucking ip thing oh my god uh, i'm, I'm, pro- I'm going to get what the non-star wars thing yes the non-star wars all oh, right okay um it's tight it's titanfall 3 there you go <laughs> uh, i would cry I, would- <laughs> I, I am so so certain that that does end up being titanfall 3 i just i, I have it in my I, th- I think your theory is solid um I, it'll I don't be titanfall think it- 3 featuring the apex legends Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- oh, I think there God. could be something similar, but like not directly Titanfall three, but like more Apex related than Titanfall related. But fucking, we'll find out. Danny, what were you gonna say? You I was think? just saying, oh God, because I thought about like Titanfall three with Apex Legends lore. That's all. That was my only contribution. You can uh, take Apex, Apex Legends is using Titanfall Titanfall lore. Thank you. <laughs> Pay respect to the man. <laughs> Pay respect to the original. Yeah. Also in VGC news. Jordan Midler reports the PSVR's latest exclusive looks like it had a disappointing release. It was Moss 2. Uh, what yeah, made I you notice this? Yeah, I couldn't quite believe this. When uh, um, it came up in a discussion on Sacred Symbols, they were like, if you go on PSN Profiles, which is like a trophy tracking website, which is it's worth noting that I do in the article, this is opt-in. So this is like a community of people that like track their trophies and stuff like that. It's like a, a big forum. Um, so moss the original psvr game has twenty thousand people on psn profiles that have played it at the time i reported this there were 100 people that had played moss 2 and 700 people that had played weird west despite the fact that weird west is free on multiple other platforms so <laughs> it just seems that this thing's been sent out to die and i can't i don't know if it was contractual or what but i can't believe they didn't just fucking leave this for psvr 2 like what a good launch game this would have been for psvr 2 mm. but is that a fair comparison because if it's a psvr thing like you say weird west is a comparison but like do people, a lot of people like i said like only like what like five percent people even have psvr no that's i, I do uh, yeah and it's, it's worth reading the article because i do point out that there's like there are five million ps5s uh, ps5s there are five million psvr sold mm-hmm. so even at that like the idea like a hundred people on this site and say that reflects on what in reality it sold like fucking a couple of thousand twenty thousand thirty thousand or something there's no way that this isn't a total fucking flop on playstation mm-hmm. vr especially because at gdc the team behind it polyarch were like yep It'll be on other headsets as soon as we can fucking get it on other headsets. Like, so, right, yeah. Um, the first game came out in February on PSVR and was on other headsets in June, so I imagine it'll be a similar kind of cadence. Uh, I, I'm interested in that game, but I'm not fucking dragging out the PSVR now. Like, not a fucking chance. Especially because, like, 
if you've upgraded to ps5 the ps5 doesn't support psvr unless you you ordered the adapter so it's mm, like... yeah and if you can get can't get people buying psvr they're not going to buy a fucking adapter well what yeah. do you think that means for psvr 2 do you think like this is a a, a sign that that will be even less popular well the playstation 4 one of the best selling consoles of all time it shipped 5 million i think psvr 2 can expect to ship like two or three maybe over the total lifespan it depends how well the ps5 sells and depends what kind of games they actually get on psvr to mm-hmm. um i feel like a lot of people who bought the first one will just not get this one because they're like i bought it and i played it twice and it was shite and that was it so yeah um i still think the peak the best place for vr at the minute in terms of like a, a value to games to everything ratio is just get a fucking meta quest like like yeah. 200 quid or whatever and they date everything you're wanting unless you're a pure pervert and you want like the big thousand pound setup but <laughs> the meta quest is where it's at it is really hard to not go for that that fucking quest because just the value and the quality is it's fucking the... delicious the quest 2 is such a nice bit of fucking kit for the price you yeah. pay for it right, tragic because it's fucking facebook but like they've they've got it they do they got it nailed they just they swung it back i remember when when vive was the the fucking vr headset like the oculus was an app was like there was the opening swinger and then vive was like now nah, this is what you really want to get for like a, the real vr and oculus is quite shy in comparison and then it's completely hooked back and now vive is like for the real expensive specialists the one like the high quality and the fucking ten thousand pixels per fucking nanometer on each eye on each fucking third eye um yeah but for your average player, I think like the like Quest Two is is just a, a no brainer for a lot of people that want to try and get into it. It's just it's wild how it does all the stuff that it does just independently without the need to be hooked up to a PC. It's just fucking like some of the games on there and how they look and how the the device looks is just I don't know how they do it. It's magic. Danny, hi. It's a Streets of Rage movie happening. Is the I should read this, shouldn't I? Uh, was this was this not on your your radar this week? It was. I saw a lot of old men talking about it, so I assumed that was your kind of thing. <laughs> that's, that's my jam. Uh, yeah, I love a bit of Streets of Rage, but I like I see this stuff like again with the with the Hennig doing a Star Wars thing. Like, I see like a oh this is in development somewhere. Don't know when we're going to see it though, and I kind of go oh neat, and then I like shelf it to the back of my head until it comes back up and I'm ready to like see it again. Well, it seems to be real. It's got um, Deadline claiming that uh, DJ2 Entertainment behind the Sonic film series or behind it, and Derek Colstead, the big legend behind John Wick, um, is writing it, it seems. Um, it doesn't seem to be... I think some people noting on Twitter.com that like, you know, the original kind of creators and, and developers, Streets of Rage of the games, aren't really involved at all. Um, mm. I don't really know what they would involve. Just people in the street punching each other. That, that's all it is. That, that, that's all that happens in Streets of Rage. Big guy I in a chair. The film is fucking side scrolling. That would be so funny. <laughs> <Yeah. It's, laughs> they've just got, like, I don't know, Jason Statham just running in a line or something. Is there, is there a plot to Streets of Rage? Aye. Yeah, you're cops. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're rookie. You're, you're either former or rookie cops or whatever, and you're going after a miss. It's called, like, Mr. X or something like that. Aye. It's a fucking, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of these shitey arcade games if you're ancient guns. Like, I don't know why they're doing this. Like, I saw someone on Twitter being like, it's funny now that Sonic's made money that all of these companies are just like, fuck it, game films, fucking Jason Momoa's playing Aye. Steve in Minecraft. Like, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. What a weird fucking <laughs> thing that Jason Momoa's playing Steve. Wait, that's yeah, real? Yeah, Jason Momoa. Well, I don't know if he's playing Steve, but he is the lead in the Minecraft film. That is 
absolutely incredible. Is that live action or animated? I came to that's just live action. No, no, no. Because do you not remember the original Minecraft thing with Rocket Jump? All um, oh, right, I know, I know yeah. what you mean. But doing that for like a full film is going to fucking is going to dig all the way around the White House, and then finally it will just knock out that last block, and it will just go. Yeah. Bloop, 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 I think it was like a, a live action person in like an animated world was there was like some one of the pitches for a Minecraft movie. But yeah, I think it's going to be a, an animated thing. But I think you're right about people just scrambling for how much money Sonic is making right now. That's wild. Yeah, I'm I'm disappointed. I didn't get tapped to write this Minecraft movie. With my no, experience Minecraft in writer. Minecraft fiction, yeah. <laughs> that's a story for another podcast. Not at all now. I think I think the approach that Sony are taking with it, like the Ghost of Tsushima film, sounds cool. Obviously, the Last of Us show is hopefully going to be really good. Um, and then like, I wonder what would be next on the block for them out of there. Hey. Big Donkey things. Kong, mate! I'd love a Donkey Kong movie. Are you kidding me? Uh, that one easy ticket after to buy. the fucking what? Who's playing Donkey Seth Kong? Rogen after the fucking Mario movie. I spin off. Might not do enough. That Mario movie is going to be so shite. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's fucking incredible. It was like Paddington 2. It's just weirdly <laughs> a phenomenal experience. First of all, if you were a I should take person, that name out of my mouth. Fucking, I would have fucking slapped the taste out of your mouth for comparing the greatest film committed to film um, <laughs> to something starring Chris Pratt. But, um,. Let's really talk about it. Who's going to be the villain in Paddington 2? Because my pick is Daniel Radcliffe. I think you mean Paddington 3. Paddington but, um, 3. Radcliffe is a good pick. Um, uh, it's just... It, 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 some, some, Ra- one... Here we go. Daniel Radcliffe plays like a tech bro billionaire who's trying to start like a, an, a new app and it's called like Marmalade or iMarmalade <laughs> or something like that. And Paddington has to stop him because it is, it is consuming the world's supply of marmalade. Hmm. That's a good one. I, mm. I, I'm maybe they'll go in the same route of someone like Hugh Grant and just have that same like, like old British theatre actor caliber. Stephen Fry would be a fucking Hugh Laurie. amazing. Fra- if Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry as the villains in Paddington Three, that'd be fun. Give me Ian McKellen. I'd love a, like an yeah. Ian McKellen <laughs> uh, Paddington Three villain. Put, he just, he's playing himself. He <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> just, just really just a bit of an, an, an arsehole. <laughs> Day one. Day one, midnight, oh, yeah. midnight release, end game level cheering as Paddington <laughs> comes on screen. When 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 Paddington comes out, the fucking the portal, it'll be like fucking when Andrew Garfield <laughs> comes out, everyone's be like screaming. <laughs> what if a portal opens and fucking Sooty and Sweep come out, and then it's just the the great the great fucking British uh, multiverse film you've ever seen? Then Sweep sings Ness and Dorma, and it's just. The fucking broom car comes out like it's just like a bunch of red. Noddy complying at the side. <laughs> <laughs> fucking astral projection of Doc Cotton just on a wall. Uh, Jimmy Savile's like CGI. <laughs> fucking hell. All the legends. Mm. Now, then, now then, now <laughs> then. fucking RKO's him back into the grave. Fucking He's fucking marmalade out. <laughs> marmalade to rest. <laughs> Uh, here we go uh final news story was uh this switch game boy emulator shenanigans game game boy a game boy sp seems to be sneaking around in the switch jordan what's been going on uh so over the weekend uh, someone dumped their switch and had a wee look and found that um basically everything 
uh, the emulators that would be needed to do GBA and Game Boy games are already in the Switch for Nintendo Switch Online, and they're working, and it just seems like a matter of time before they announce this. Um, there's also a story on Veej that uh, we spoke to a modder who said that the the N64 games on the Switch have, like, the ability to use the transfer pack, which was, like, mm. the thing that made you, you could put your Pokemon from the Game Boy games into Stadium. Like, that all works. So, um, this seems like a matter of Nintendo, like, announcing a Direct and showing what games are on it. And I bet you the Pokemon games, like, uh, the main RPG series aren't in it because, um... The Pokemon company knows they could charge 10, 15 ahead for each of them. They're not going to put. Yeah. They're not going to put what. If they put all the GBA and Game Boy games, that's like nine games because it's red, blue, yellow, gold, <laughs> silver, crystal, ruby, sapphire, and emerald. Like, they're not going to put all of those just out. Not a chance. Mm-hmm. Which I'm fine with. Like, I would buy crystal mm-hmm. for like a 10 or 15 pound or whatever, but um, it'd be cool. Like, like all of these Nintendo Switch online games, it would be cool to download the thing and just be like, oh, hi. Um, but, like, I would play through Crystal again on the Switch. What do you think, Danny? I'm into it. I mean, I keep a Game Boy Advance SP next to my bed, so this could either be a super useful tool for me or completely useless because I've got the console, but I like it. I, I like I like emulators. I keep a Glock under my bed. Do you really? Strapped and ready. <laughs> Like your fucking mum. Strapped and cap. Don't know how that sentence was going to end if I wasn't expecting mum. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Just, just automatically default. Um yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. I pl- I played a Game Boy SP. I've got one of those. Um that's like the, the Great start of the one. Sorry? I had a, the SP's I had a, the flippy one. Yeah, I died the flippy one. I had a I had a, a red one. My sister had mm. a silver one. Oh, didn't oh, have the tribal one. I bet John had the tribal one. No, I also had the red one. I thought the tribal one was for gimps. The tribal one? What the fuck? Ah, that? it's like That's silver with like a kind of like a Goldberg tattoo on the top of it. Um, <laughs> oh, I remember that one. Yeah, you're right. Aye. <laughs> just absolutely. My brother like, had that out, one. Looks like you got out one of those fucking balls. Now he's seven times. It's actually a marine, in. but go off. So the same, exactly the same satire. <laughs> that satire. <laughs> Um, loved the troops, uh, braver than the troops. I would re- redact that. That does not reflect overload.com or over, over, or, overload.co.uk. It is We're fucking f- British. It's a nightmare filing our taxes because I named the company three different things. So <laughs> Get the domain oh. name right. Yeah. Um, okay. Brexit. Right, we've got a fucking load of pack cues this week, folks. All right, then. Are you ready? Let's get into it. Uh, first question is from Greg, which I attach a new story that came out today um, about Wasad because it seems related. Wasad, uh, Eth- listen, that's what I call. That's what I call it. I don't want fucking any of your shit, Danny. That's just none, the, none, that's nothing the, you either, Jordan. I see you're fucking thinking. I'm just that's the first time I've ever heard anyone say it. Wasad, listen. Where's the I'm a? the only one that says it like that. <laughs> I've always said it like that. I don't. I, this is the way that I am. Let's go in Annie, a does tweet. your keyboard have two A's? <laughs> well, What's there's no that? normal way. There's, 
there is a normal way. There's the way that people have been saying it for fucking three hundred years. It's not a real world. Day. It's not a real word. It's not like it a type is. of pronunciation, and there'll it be an is, official ruling on it. No, it is because it refers to the way that PC games control, which is why it's named that. It's fucking was D. It's a play on res because it's. No, you say you say was D. Well, why is the D said but the rest aren't? Because was that doesn't make sense. How do you say it? Harry, you're fucking wrong in this, mate. Hannah, Harry, you're the same person. You're fucking wrong in this. <laughs> you're just abusing people and Hannah's the other one. <laughs> you're lucky you never got called Fraser. <laughs> Danny, how do you it's say wazd, it? How do you mate. say it? She see she says wazd. You no, say wazd. No, no, I no, say no, wazd. No, 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 Fuck up no, no, both no, no, of you. No, no, no. We're incorrect. all independent individuals incorrect. with incorrect. our own fucking things. Gavel, 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 gavel. Order! Order! You've just smacked it's, another Ian. No, wazd. Wazd is what English people call like pissing. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, I went and wazd up the side of the tree. It's wazdy. Fucking get Google pronunciation in here. I am adding another vowel between S and D, but I need that I'm to make it sound like a real world. Because wazd isn't a fucking world. world. <laughs> world. <laughs> right, anyway. anyway. How do you pronounce wazdy? PC Master Race Reddit. W. Master. What? <laughs> <laughs> w is how far you got. It's the way they've written. They've written this phonetically, and it's like it's like you know how those videos are like. This is what English sounds like to a non-English speaker. And it's just like oh no, it's Doris guy in complete clones. I got like your fucking ganger. It's Wazdy. I've just been I've just been told in my ear by uh, my PC. Got the producer on the line. Yeah. Um, well, founder of PCs. Let's get to the actual question. Um, Greg asks, E3 is on the ropes. It seems to be fucking slumping through the ropes and into the ground. Resonant has announced they'll not be putting on any more events. That's just from today, actually. Resonant Glasgow is not happening anymore. Very sad. Uh, Insomnia and EGX uh, had nothing from any of the, quote, big three console platforms. Uh, in brackets, e- EGX cancelled because so many vendor dropouts. Are IRL events dead? No. Yeah. I also think no. It's um, just right now they are they will be back. Yeah, it's just um, a bit it's a bit spicy at the minute and like exhibiting at these events is a, a a liability for like any company. It's a health risk still because of the way covid is and it's making confirming you know speakers and and things for these events more difficult than it would be, but it's it's kind of in that like weird flux period where people want events back but it's still not quite 100% safe. And nobody knows when it is going to be. 100% safe. Maybe it's not. Who knows? Um, They're and... looking for speakers, and yet we've not been invited, so can't be, can't be looking that hard. <laughs> Put the oh. overload panel on at the next E3. That would be incredible. We could do it. We could do a Wasad panel. It'd be great. We probably yeah. could do a, was- a, a Wasad panel. Yeah, yeah. Where would that be? Wasabi. Um, but also, that event did go very well. With 5,000 attendees, and it was recently, like, uh, investing with uh, PC Games N, as I read on gamesage.biz, um, from from the drink. Big drink. Um, so those smaller events that, that took a, a bit of a risk just seem to cash out and do really well as like a replacement for Rezd. Um, and something that just happened and seemed to like be popular and do well, even though it didn't have you know a big announcement. But something never really had big game stuff. Like, yeah, it was always kind of shite it, for games. It started very grassroots, didn't it? And it grew bigger and bigger and bigger without really needing to push that kind of stuff because people go for the the community stuff and the quiz oh the quiz um so no we think it'll be it'll be back and i'm excited to see things like we're sad um doing good stuff 
Uh, Elderly Goose asks, given Kojima just wants to make films, what conspiracy theory would you think you would make a film about first? Madeline McCann. <laughs> that would be fucking incredible, man. Um, he'd, he'd play Madeline. The range. Norman, Norman Reedus <sighs> as Jerry McCann. What too oh. soon? <laughs> they fucking just... did it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I get shouted out for fucking calling people pedos on the podcast, but you could just what? Did, all I, I, I said think... was they did it. They went on holiday. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm talking about that. It, that listen, an exchange was made. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So who are you talking about? I'm talking about my mate Jeremy. I talked about Jeremy. Kojima, he was there. Oh. I'm accusing him. Kojima was there. It's all, it's all <laughs> on the paper. He was in Portugal that day. Oh, oh fucking hell! Uh, I'm gonna get absolutely zooted and write that on VGC. When <laughs> Kojima was there, <laughs> that that photo of Madeline McCann as the, as the thumbnail. Horrible, horrible boys. <laughs> oh, that, that's not a trailer. Him, I can't make that. I cannot make that a trailer. Oh. Just Photoshop a reflection of him and her eyes. What the fuck? <laughs> Otherwise, red. <laughs> Are we red Terminator. exclamation mark? Blue point logo in the reflection. <laughs> He's a bit even further. Yeah, it's, the, mm. it's fucking solid snake. Oh, can any of that go in? Any no, no. <laughs> Listen, I'm keeping it in. It just can't be a trailer, all right? Just, just selectively bleep when it gets uh, libelous, please. I, I, I want to see per- um, a, a Kojima Bigfoot movie where Norman <laughs> Reedus plays Bigfoot. Like, he's size 15, mate. It's just fucking... <laughs> Absolutely, he's like fucking Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any more other conspiracies. Diana? Is that one? Does that count? I mean, he never shuts up about 9-11. Surely he would do one of those. Probably, yeah. What would the angle be? Like his... He how, he, how he'd do it? Like open OJ wrote that book about like how he would kill the last <laughs> if he actually did it. I'm not a fan of the execution. Here's how I'd pull it off. <laughs> okay, I would get a massive metal armament unit that could walk through the streets, and I would call it uh, Metal Gear. So we go up to the Twin Towers. It's like fucking Mark, Mark fucking Wahlberg who said that he would single handedly stop 9/11 if he was there. Wasn't Mark Wahlberg um, actually there, or is that like a made up no, internet thing? No, that was Seth MacFarlane. Oh. No, that was George Bush, mate. Hillary was there. Yeah, he's, he's no, Mark Wahlberg was like, if I was in that plane, let's just say, and everyone's like, what do you mean? Especially if the pilot was of another race, he would batter fuck out them then. Exactly. 100%. You'd get confused by, why are you battering this? Are you joining them? What's going on? <laughs> fuck Mark Wahlberg. Fuck Mark Wahlberg. Is he actually that? I, I, Mark Wahlberg has a well-publicized history of racially motivated attacks. Oh, fuck that. We've discussed this on the podcast many times. Every day's a school times. day. <laughs> fucking hell. Well, every day's a school day because every day you fucking forget everything you know <laughs> and then you relearn it the next day like fucking death loop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, anyway. Uh, har- What's this podcast about? You get a video me. See when we're cemented to the podcasties. Uh, it's, a, it's a comedy podcast. Mm-hmm. Harmonic asks, "What's the average salary of an editor slash games journalist?" Obviously, it'll be different Fiverr. for a publication, um, but average for the non-Jeff. I feel types. like 
a games journal, like a staff writer goes from like I like a decent sized site goes from like 17 to 25 you start getting like a bit more as you go up the chain but it's, 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 it's not much at all uh, your freelancers are probably making freelance is hard to say because some people can really fucking rinse money out of it and some people can't so and danny's on like 70 yeah i'm dragging um, the average but, up uh, horrendously now I'm not. she deserves it you know um 200k an hour it's definitely below average and you have to be pretty fucking lucky to land a role that's like stable and well paid like we're we fucking nailed it here i think especially at a site that you fucking um, like my go xlr stopped working for a second there and i couldn't hear either of you i just thought you weren't talking and then i saw danny's wee circle light up and i was like oh my slider's down and then i just raised that as she was talking i was like have i just talked over her entire point but um danny makes 100k every day hi that's how she affords that hair it's no real <laughs> every morning she fucking sews it on i get weird owls off cuts posted to me and i just stitch it all together it's very expensive lifestyle he's he's pubes uh Homolodic also asks, uh, "Mini clip dead, y'all." Well, it isn't, but it's going mobile only, and my inner child is weeping. Thoughts? I can probably ask Mini clip if you want, Harm. I email, email John Jonathan. John Mini clip. clip. R.I.P. Mini clip. You would have loved. Um, anyway, uh, next NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm surprised it was. That doesn't surprise me. That it's going mobile. Mini clip has been like, you know, it's not. When people hear Miniclip, they think of like the browser games they they played like a hundred years ago. But Miniclip's been kicking and doing stuff for a long time, and it seems to be a, a recurring feature on GIBiz, Danny. I, 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 I did one article, mate, and I didn't even talk I about that I, time I got mad into eight ball pool, and I just had this like obsession of like getting the world high score, and then I did, and then I never played it again. I achieve your goals and then move on to the next. Exactly. One. Uh, what do you think, Danny? Um, it, it's a natural pivot in it if they're, you know doing all right on mobile and that area isn't useful then see you later yeah i mean it, it, it makes me uh a little sad because I, I enjoy that area of the internet that had these kind of free browser games that, that a lot of young people could kind of explore and fucking experiment with with um but again you could, that's also on mobile like that's now just on mobile now yeah um, yeah in a lot of ways that's where people are getting this shit from so cool an extra question from harm which has the last week we didn't get a chance to answer last week you talked about so last last week, you talked about the idea of a Lego Doctor Who. Are there any other franchises you'd love to see Lego-fied? Hold on. Just w- Elderly Goose pointed out in the Discord. It's like, oh, Lego Doctor Who's already happened. It's called Lego Dimensions. If you looked at my fucking tweet that started this out, I know that because the gif I used was from Lego Dimensions. Do you think I made that gif myself? Do you think I went into fucking Maya and Blender and made all these wee Lego people that looked like Doctor Who and then made the intro goose? Do you? Do you, mate? And also, me fucking King Tat, do you not think I didn't fucking have Lego Dimensions? Really? To be, to, to be fair, I'll just jump in to save our, 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 our one of our five listeners. Um... <laughs> I think you're probably referring to me because I was talking about how much I'd love like a Lego TARDIS, um, uh. like a physical set, and I was like, I was like, oh, imagine that would exist, and he's saying like it does exist, mate. 
But then straight you were talking about the actual games. Then straight after, but after you said that, I was like, there is a Lego TARDIS because I have it. So you get it. Oh, I wasn't listening to you. The folk in our Discord are getting too big for their fucking boots. Always fucking try to correct it. If you have a correction, please send it to our corrections email address, which is shut the fuck up at my Aaron.bain at gmail.com. Is that his email? I really hope it's not. Aaron.bain is and then you fill in the last word with whatever you want any slur at pushsquare.com and then that I, sends it to it, it it all redirects automatically yeah. it's incredible technology is and if he doesn't if he doesn't get it i'll write it on the side there but i can throw it through his fucking one day so great um lego matrix mate give it to me that would get me into lego get a lego like sony collection going on where they do like lego versions of fucking playstation classics if you if you fucking say horizon i'm gonna f- <laughs> <laughs> they should start doing Imagine like lego, LEGO. <laughs> they should do lego star wars maybe like do a big millennium <laughs> falcon i want just like a ma- like a massive lego fucking playstation one that i have to build so by the way i i, I I, I would also talk about it as like in like a Lego game, like a video game Lego. I think is also what they might be going on. All here. right, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. This was that. I forget these often start as questions and not just fucking <laughs> ramblings. There's also um, a video game podcast. When um, Lego Apex, Lego Community, Apex Lego, Lego Lego Community. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Give me Lego Matrix. Answer the question. Uh. Name of the game? Name of the game. What's the name of the game? Welcome to the name of the game, the number one video game podcast quiz on the universe. If you're not familiar, I read a series of clues pertaining to a video game. After each clue, Danny and Hanny get one guess. If they're incorrect, they hear this sound. Garlic bread. They cannot guess again until the next clue has been read. This game was released on the 14th of November, 2008. Oh, oh God. bloody hell. Bloody hell. For the listeners at home, I'm typing, but I'm trying to find the um, fucking the the spreadsheet that Greg made to see if it's been updated. I want to see the stats. Uh, 2008. November. That's sad. Not- Dark Knight came out that year. Ooh. I know a lot of movies from 2008. <laughs> but I'm not really sure of otherwise. Stop. Was it Left for Dead? Garlic bread. Um, oh, see, I always get 2007, so the mixed up in a fucking massive way. So I'm gonna fucking pass. I'll also be here forever. Garlic bread. The PS2 version got a 5.5 from IGN. <laughs> PS3 version also got a 5.5 from IGN. Fucking hell, it's a shiter, boys. I I think is that's a banging these are banging years for games. So I'm, I'm, I'm the only game I think of are like the fucking the biggest games of all time. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure Mirror's Edge came out that year. Gears of War two. It's probably not a five point five, is it? Well, the the OG Little Big Planet. Uh, one one of the COD games, are, uh, but none of those are going to be it. Uh, oh, I don't know if that was two thousand eight. But stop. Yeah. Was it? The Legend of Spyro, Dawn of the Dragon. Garlic bread! What a shiter that was. <laughs> uh, on that on that avenue, stop. Yep. Was it Banjo and Kazooie Nuts and Bolts? Garlic bread! This game was published by Sony Computer Entertainment. Oh, here we fucking oh, what go. What are you doing, Sony? 
Sony. Um, Sony. Again, all again, think of none of them could be that bad. I'm like trying to have like mental flashbacks to like my brother's Xbox shelf in 2008. <sighs> hmm. a, a game on a, a game on an Xbox shelf published by Sony Computer Entertainment. <laughs> I. PS2 games on there and all. There's only like 2008. Things I only I've only played like. I wish it was brave. I'm just thinking. Of, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of like. I know Jordan Midler's mind, and there's gonna <laughs> and there's gonna be some. It's gonna if it's if it's that shite, it's gonna be like not a real game. It's gonna be like some either shitey license thing from something else, or like something that's barely even a game. I don't know. I'm past. Garlic bread. Uh, f- fucking hell, yeah, pass. Garlic bread. <clears throat> this is from a preview of the game. The game uses a very clean interface, one that even a five-year-old can navigate. You can either play a practice session or play for points and attempt to score the best record. Further adding, the object is to fill the bars on the screen with accuracy by singing as accurately as possible. Oh. If you go flat, you'll get colour below the bar. Likewise, if you go sharp, you'll get colour above the bar. It's a very intuitive system, and figuring it out doesn't take longer than 10 seconds. The state of games journalism back in the day. <laughs> Who wrote that? Name and shame. Can't pronounce it. So it's a fucking... Music game? Sing game? Rhythm game? But I don't know what it... would have been... Um. Did you say? Did you, did you say Sony was the publisher or the developer? Publisher. Right. I'll give you that it was developed by London Studio. Okay. Fucking. Uh, it doesn't exist now. I guarantee. Stop. Yes. Was it SingStar Abba? <laughs> that would be great. Oh, no way. <laughs> Definitely Googled. No way you know that game exists. Mate, I had Sing Star Abba. But I, Genuinely, there's fucking loads Sing of Sing Star Stars, Abba. but I know fucking Jordan's a big Abba head. I didn't know there was even that there was, there was a Sing Star Abba, but I was talking about knowing Jordan's mind and I was right that this is going to be this kind of bullshit. <laughs> there was Sing Star Take uh, That. There was fucking Sing Star Country. Yeah, Sing Star Queen. I was thinking of those, like, there was a Disney, like, Sing game that Sing it, been, I think those Disney calls, games were called. That was, but I hope that that wouldn't been published by Sony though. So I was all that lovely stuff. My streak has ended. Danny's back. That was. I had no um, idea that came out that year. I just remember it somewhere in my school period between like 2006 and 2011. An ABBA game on the ABBA game. Well, thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Danny. Um, I must remind everyone that this podcast is brought to you by patreon you can go to patreon.com slash overload and pledge in multiple tiers to get exclusive content early access to various stuff and ask us questions that you can be featured on this very podcast we can also thank you personally if you're a top level patron and some of those people include <gasps> amy welcome legend becky hamilton <coughs> legend why are you have you got a full gub danny what's the problem here <laughs> i was hydrating don't worry about it uh, legend legend Elderly good. Legend. Legend. <laughs> the thing is, I'm going to end this. I'm going to be like, is this out of fucking Ginger Jotun? Legend. Legend. Greg. 
Legend. Legend. People make games. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> and Sean. Legend. McCluskey. <laughs> I hate both of you with the burning passion. Um, dinner check. Uh, I'm gonna make some wraps, pack up all my shit, and then head off. Nice, nice. Uh, Danielle, I've got like a like a roast dinner vibe going on. Got some fucking mm. slow cooked chicken and some potato, bit of veg, bit of gravy, bit gravy, gravy, gravy in the veins. Do you reckon gravy's like all right to just drink, like as a drink? What do you do with it? Like if you've got a bit of gravy left over, like after a roast or whatever, do you get rid of it or do you like eat it just out of the jug? I, I dehydrate it so it's more like skin and just kind of munch it. Away. <laughs> fucking Start gravy taking jerky. Taking a bit to the top and just slurping it. Yeah. Like fucking gold ball, member. Ball it all up. Just walk about with my gravy bowl. <laughs> I love gravy. That's like the um, only thing that my parent, that my partner's parents know about me is that I drink gravy, like as a. Do we feel that's the only thing I know about you? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> bothered to tell him. Uh, I've been high Mitchell. You can follow me at Harry's. I've been John Gravy. You can follow me uh, to the airport tomorrow. I've been Danielle Partis, and you can follow me at uh, Bisto. <gasps> Bisto. Fucking Bisto. Do like you know fucking Sella Black used to just gub Oxo cubes? <laughs> Genuinely. Or <laughs> just dry. I- or, no, she would get an, she would get a fucking half an orange and she'd fucking rub an octo cube <laughs> over the top of it and then gub it. <laughs> I was not half an orange. You need to give me some time before you hit the half an orange thing on top of the fucking. Honestly, what do you mean half an orange? Search Silla Black Oxo Orange and be, the first thing comes for the Huffington Post and it's Silla Black dressed as one of the fucking blues brothers for some reason <laughs> with half an orange in her hand and a fucking oxo cube that... i helped myself to an orange and an oxo cube i stumbled upon the concoctions a child made this is for therapy not for the press <laughs> i was like oh i like this doesn't look fabulous this video mate i love this no longer she... no wonder she's fucking no longer with us fucking gubbing the, the fucking are we oxo orange every day? <laughs> i'm away i'm then, away like, to try that this Please watch this video. Then cuts like church and like slow mo footage of Jesus with choir music. I, many people say he was the original, also orange. <laughs> he did something that people didn't didn't expect, and he was crucified for it. That's what happened to Silla. She the showed ed- this the, off, and then the, the editing the editing makes it look like she's eating this and then immediately died, and we're cutting to her funeral. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm pretty sure that's what chocolate Easter eggs represent: the the sphericalness of the orange mm-hmm. and the brownness of the yeah. oxo cube mixed together i just i just love that but he's like doesn't that look fabulous and you can just imagine the fucking like 25 year old cameraman that was just standing in still a black house being like i'm not sure this is for me i'm not sure this this life i'm making tellies for me how do i explain this to my family <sighs> fucking hell right all right our cell all right queen i doing what she loved eating oxo cubes inside <laughs> half an hour she choked on a massive orange what one day she didn't have her properly